Hi, I'm Johanna Ferreira, content director of Pop Sugar Juntos. Juntos is all about celebrating Latin A culture, pride, our many intersectional identities, and joy. Thanks to support from Prime, there's so much to get into over at Juntos this month. From conversations with the Latin A minds behind our favorite new movies and resurrected TV shows, to thoughtful celebrity commentary, and exclusive interviews with some of the biggest Latin music artists today. And it doesn't stop there. Get more of the music, movies, and shopping you love on Prime. Whatever you're into, it's on Prime. Visit Amazon.com slash Prime to get more of whatever you're into from streaming to shopping. And get all of our latest coverage at PopSugar.com slash Juntos. Con amor, Johanna. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to help you plan that unbelievable travel experience. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Do you keep track of the number of places that are named after your son in Italy? Yes, there are something like 150 of them. This is Reg Green. Many schools, bicycle paths, um, parks, playgrounds, things where kids can be happy. There's a Nicholas Green kindergarten in Turin, a Nicholas Green piazza outside of Florence, a Nicholas Green street in the suburbs of Naples, and a Nicholas Green amphitheater in a town called Amaroni. There's also a soccer cup named after Nicholas, a writing competition, and a chain of coffee shops. Red showed me a picture just the other day of, of a Nicholas Green cafe. Maggie Green, Nicholas's mother. With Nicholas's picture on the wall five feet high. His name is all over the place. Nicholas's sister, Eleanor. And it does sort of astound me that people are still still thinking about him. Still, He still appears in people's minds like, like he does for me. People in Italy have been thinking about Nicholas Green for 30 years. You know, to me, he's a person, but to others, he, he really represents an idea. Um, so many people feel like they know him. They know Nicholas. I'm Phoebe Judge, and this is Love. Nicholas Green was born September 9, 1987, in Northern California. He was my first, and we just thought he was amazing. His younger sister, Eleanor, was born two and a half years later. Were they, were they close as kids? Yes, I think so. Um, e- even at a young age, uh, boys and girls tend to be a little bit different, so there's a little uh, distance. But yeah, they, I mean, they shared a room. Um, and Eleanor was, was happy to, to, uh, to tag along and, and join in um, with, with Nicholas and his friends. 
he loved to play um, Robin Hood. That was his favorite character, was Robin Hood. Uh, but he would say, no, you can't be Maid Marian. You have to be the chicken, which was the only other female character <laughs> in the Disney version of Robin Hood. Um, so, <laughs> so I have little memories of that. But he was also, I have memories of him trying to cheer me up. He would make silly names or do silly sounds. There was a certain a funny sort of feeling of goodness um, about Nicholas. Um, and so when you were with him, you sort of wanted to live up to his expectations. Reg and Maggie Green traveled a lot when their kids were young. And when Nicholas was seven and Eleanor was four, they decided to take a family vacation to Switzerland and Italy. They started their trip in the Swiss Alps and then traveled to Rome and Pompeii, Their next stop was Sicily, and they decided to make the drive at night while the kids were asleep. As they were driving down the highway at around 10.30 p.m., Reg noticed a car that was following close behind them. Um, I wondered, is there something wrong here? Finally, it seemed like the car was going to pass them, but it didn't. It pulled up alongside their car, and Reg and Maggie heard shouting harsh, um, piercing voices, obviously telling us to pull over. Um, There were two masked men in the car. One was waving a pistol. Um, Seemed to me that if we did stop, um, we'd be at their mercy. So instead, I accelerated. Um, They accelerated too, and then... A shot rang out, and the window behind where I was uh, driving was shattered, glass flying everywhere. Uh, Maggie turned round to make sure the kids were were safe. Both were in their car seats. Both seemed to be sleeping peacefully. And um, by this time, we were beginning to pull away from from these people. Reg kept driving, until he saw a police car pulled over on the side of the road. It was stopped at an accident. So I pulled uh, over and tried to explain what had happened. Um, They were very impatient with us. They couldn't understand what we were trying to say. So I went into the, opened the car door, and the interior light came on. And when it did, Nicholas didn't move. And I knew then that something terrible had happened. When the men had fired into the car, a bullet had hit the back of Nicholas's head. He was alive, but unconscious. An ambulance at the scene took Nicholas to a nearby hospital. Reg and Maggie were interviewed by the police about what had happened, but they didn't speak any Italian, and the police didn't speak English. That first night in that little police station, they woke up the local English professor to be the translator. Um, And then they did anything they could. Do you remember they gave us a loaf of bread and some marmalade? Mm -hmm. (laughs) Um, Sort of the only thing they could do to help out. 
they asked over and over again, do you know anyone in Italy who might have a grudge against you? Um, Did you stop anywhere and show your American money? Did you, could you have upset someone? um, None of those uh, things was true. Nicholas was moved to a bigger hospital in Messina, a city in northern Sicily. He was in a coma. People started to hear about what had happened. One newspaper, reporting on the shooting, called it Our Shame. One of the the most um, vivid memories is just how many people um, came to give comfort. People off the streets, people from schools, um, um, of course, people from the hospital. They just converged on the on the hotel where, where we were staying. A lot of them didn't even uh, speak to us. They just sat and looked sadly uh, over at us, just indicating that uh, they were with us. Um, I remember one woman came over and said, you don't know me, Uh, I'm a nobody. But um, I want to tell you how very sorry I am that all this has has happened and I just want to be near you to give you whatever comfort um, that can be. One of the things that I, I appreciate a lot about my parents is that they... They're very honest. They don't try to um, hide things that are difficult. And so I I know that I asked while he was in the hospital if he was going to die. And they said, I don't know. He might. It wasn't until that last day that, that they told us that, that he was um, brain dead, but that they would... Um, double check and and repeat the tests again in a few hours, but um, there was no hope at that point. There was a a doctor at that hospital who spoke English, and and I I still don't know to this day if she knew that things had taken a turn for the worse and that this was a critical day. But she took me to the beach on that day just just us. And so I was not there when he was declared brain dead. Um, I think that's probably for the best that I wasn't there. And I know that I did go into his room to say goodbye, but I don't know how much of what I'm remembering is that I've been told that or that I'm really remembering it. We sat there holding hands, not, not speaking very much trying to come to terms with the idea. And it was then that Maggie uh, said, shouldn't we donate the organs? And for the first time, I saw that some good could come out of this nothingness. We'll be right back. Mm. 
Support for This Is Love comes from Indeed. Hiring someone new can sometimes feel like finding a missing puzzle piece. The right person can complete a team, but the search can take a long time. And sometimes it feels entirely up to chance. Indeed is designed to help you find that perfect match much easier and much faster. Indeed's matching engine learns from your preferences for job candidates and becomes more accurate over time. That means the more you use it, the better it gets. You also need to worry about the busy work of hiring. Indeed will help you with scheduling, screening, and messaging candidates. Join the more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. Listeners to this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash thisislove. Just go to Indeed.com slash thisislove right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash thisislove. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Vacations can be tricky. You already know how to book flights and hotels, but now the only thing you're missing is, you know, the actual travel experience. Because is it really a vacation if you're just sitting around like you would at home? You need a tool to get the most out of your time away. That's where Viator steps in. You can book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. On October 1st, 1994, after two days in the hospital in Sicily, Nicholas Green was taken off of life support. Was this a painful decision or did did you just think well of well of course of course we'll donate his organs it was not a painful decision at all um painful would have been if if they'd had some legal requirement to to leave him attached to the machines until his until his body gave up um which i confess was something i w- was afraid of but um to be able to donate his organs was um as Reg said, it's it. It was the one one good that could come out of it. Here we had a perfect body, um, not harmed in any way. Young, strong. Doctors were able to save Nicholas's heart, liver, kidneys, pancreas cells, and his corneas. They were donated to seven people around the country, ranging in age from eleven to forty-three. Overall, in Italy was about the lowest organ donation compared with the whole of Europe. And in the South, it was virtually unknown. So when we made the decision, although we we didn't know about this at that time, it was like a bombshell to, uh, to the whole country. In the year before Nicholas Green's death, 
Organ donation rates were about six donations per year for every one million people in Italy. One paper from the time cited a lack of organization and knowledge and general attitudes about brain death as reasons why. News of Nicholas's organ donation spread across the country and the world. Italians looked at organ donation as something strange, one TV reporter later said. Now they understand it as a great gesture of love. One of the most well-known TV journalists in Italy wrote an open letter to Reg and Maggie that ran on the front page of the Milan newspaper. I must thank you, not only for the transplants, but for a lesson, he wrote. Nearly every newspaper in the country had front-page commentary on Nicholas's death. Another columnist wrote, Perhaps they do not realize how rare that gesture is in our country. Before they left Italy, Reg, Maggie, and Eleanor met with the Italian president. He gave them a gold medal and told them that Italians admired their, quote, generosity and courage. Maggie told reporters at the time, I would have liked Nicholas to live a long time. Now I wish the same thing for his heart. Organ donation at that time uh, was not uh, uh, very popular in uh, Italy. In 1994, Dr. Anna Teresa Mazzeo was a resident working in the ICU at the hospital where Nicholas died and where his organs were donated. Uh, And uh, uh, we were, uh, I would say, surprised by the fact that a family uh, that came here in Italy to enjoy for vacation and uh, then came back without a son, uh, still was able to this uh, act of uh, really beautiful generosity that is incredible still now. And um, it really uh, uh, changed the, the system. In the days and months after Nicholas's death, organ donations rose in Italy. People called it the Nicholas Effect. In Italy, uh, organ donation uh, increased uh, three times more, almost, uh, in coincidence uh, with this uh, event. Three times? Three times, yes, almost uh, three times more. Nicholas was buried near his home in Northern California. At his funeral, a representative from the Italian government talked about how organ donations in Italy had dramatically increased in just a few days because of Nicholas. Nicholas's first-grade teacher gave his eulogy. She said, if Nicholas ever saw a kid who didn't have someone to play with, he would play with them, which is, you know, the highest thing you could say in a, in a kid's eulogy, I should think. There's this moment that I remember from his funeral where I looked around and I saw that everybody was crying. Nicholas's sister, Eleanor. And I remember thinking, okay, this is something I'm, I'm supposed to cry about this. I don't really know why everybody's crying about this. <laughs> um, but it didn't register to me. You know, okay, he's gone. But the idea of forever doesn't really make sense when you've been around for four years. Did, did your parents explain to you that they donated his organs? Did you know what that meant at the time? I don't think so. 
I think that that was probably a bridge too far for my understanding. And so I don't think that we talked about it then. That was something that I understood later. I think that the first time that I really understood it was when we met up with all of the recipients. And that I, at that point, I understood who these people were and what their relationship was to us and to Nicholas. We'll be right back. Embracing nature is more than just going for a walk now and then. It's reconnecting with the elements. It's harnessing the power of natural ingredients. It's putting the earth first. For over 50 years, Nature's Sunshine has been sharing the healing power of nature as they work towards a healthier planet. Their manufacturing facility is 100% powered by sunlight, and they divert 95% of waste away from landfills. If you're looking for a sustainably made herbal supplement, you might want to check out Nature Sunshine and their new power line. Power Beats are a superfood performance booster that can help enhance both performance and blood flow. And Power Meal is a satisfying protein-packed superfood shake that comes in sustainable packaging made with nearly 40% post-consumer recycled plastics. Now that's something you can feel good about. This Earth Month, you can enjoy 25% off your first order with code NSP. Just go to naturesunshine.com. That's naturesunshine.com and use code NSP for 25% off your first order. Calling all female runners. It's time to lace up and join Team Milk. Since the 2022 New York City Marathon, Team Milk has sponsored female marathon runners nationwide, providing support and shining a spotlight on their unique stories, perseverance, and drive to go the distance. Why milk? Dairy milk is an excellent nutritional ad for both marathon training and recovery. Milk contains 13 essential nutrients, including high-quality protein, making it a crucial component of a training diet. Plus, it's one of the best beverages for hydration, even better than water. The same electrolytes that are added to many of your favorite sports drinks are found naturally in milk. And in 2024, Team Milk is taking the next step to empower female runners by launching the only women's marathon in the U.S. designed for and by women. Built to be accessible, empowering, and community building, the inaugural Every Woman's Marathon will take place in Savannah, Georgia on November 16, 2024. You can learn more and register for the marathon at everywomansmarathon.com. Four months after Nicholas Green's death, in February of 1995, his family went back to Italy. They'd been invited to meet the recipients of Nicholas's organs. They met in a hotel in Sicily. A 19-year-old named Maria Pia Padala had received Nicholas's liver. She later told a reporter that she had shown Nicholas's mother her scar. She said, It was a moment all ours, private and important. 
Uh, I'd expected mixed emotions from from meeting them. I mean, I wanted to meet them, you know, truly, you know, to see what the results had been. So um, the door opened and they came in. Uh, the um, uh, Just the immediate families were there, the fathers and the mothers, the brothers and sisters. Uh, the aunts and the uncles, the, the grandparents who would have been devastated if those transplantations had not taken place. Their, their presence there, their willingness to hold our hands, put, put, allow us to put their arms around us, um, uh, made it real. Reg and Maggie Green kept in touch with some of the recipients, and they visited Italy as often as they could. They were also in Italy for the trial of the two men who were accused of shooting at their car and killing Nicholas. It was later reported that one of the men was a, quote, emerging crime boss, and that they mistook the family's car for a car transporting jewelry from Rome. The road that the Greens had been driving on at the time had a reputation for truck hijackings, but it was rare for cars to be targeted. During one of the proceedings, prosecutors played tape from a wiretap, where one of the men was accused of saying in a local Italian dialect, I really killed him. It was very, very orderly, very well conducted, um, and uh, the jury... Uh, listened uh, every time I looked over at them. The, their attention didn't waver in, in any respect. Both men were eventually convicted of killing Nicholas. One was sentenced to 20 years in prison. The other was given a life sentence. I was very grateful that this wasn't the most important thing for us. It um, Revenge, punishment, whatever... It was necessary, but it wasn't what we were living for. What was important to us was was the life, the um, and the the good things that could come afterwards, and that this was really a relatively minor part to me of of the story. Today, Italy's organ donation rate is one of the most successful in Europe. Five years after Nicholas died, Italy switched to being an opt-out rather than an opt-in organ donation system. The Nicholas effect has been described as changing, quote, the national consciousness. Dr. Anna Teresa Mazzeo still works at the same hospital where Nicholas's organs were donated. She sometimes has to tell families that their loved ones in the hospital no longer have any brain function. It's kind of an earthquake for that family. Uh, and um, as a, after an earthquake, uh, you have to give uh, some light, give a uh, reason for, for that family to um, continue. And uh, for that person, we cannot do anything anymore, unfortunately. But um, the person who has died, can save other lives. Dr. Mazzeo says even today, she tells the story of Nicholas Green to families considering organ donation. In 2019, 
the hospital's ICU was dedicated to Nicholas. He's become, you know, the patron saint of, of organ donation in Italy. Yeah, they, they, he's often referred to as Piccolo Nicholas. What does that mean? Like the, like the instrument, the smallest of the instruments. And it just, it's like little Nicholas. Two years after Nicholas's death, a sculptor created a memorial for him in his hometown of Bodega Bay, California. It's called the Children's Bell Tower. Bell towers have been around for many centuries in Italy. Almost every town has one. The Children's Bell Tower in Bodega Bay is a steel frame, and 140 bells of all sizes hang on it. The bells were mainly donated by Italians from schools, churches, and ships. There's even a cowbell. The biggest bell on the tower was made by the Marinelli family, who've been making bells in Italy since at least the 14th century. The bell has Nicholas's name on it, as well as the names of the seven people who received his organs. Nicholas's sister, Eleanor, got married under the bell tower in 2018. I knew that I wanted him to be there. It was, it was an important day to me, and he's important to me. And so to have him there, to hear the bells tinkling, that was him being there for me um, and being a part of my life still. Do you still hear from Italians today about your brother? Yes, I still hear from Italians. I don't, <laughs> I don't check Facebook very often, but when I do, there's usually a couple of messages from somebody with an Italian name that I've never met before saying, you know, I searched for your name. I was thinking about your family. I was thinking about your brother, and I wondered how you were. Um, there was just a couple of months ago, a classroom in Italy, They all the students learned about Nicholas's story, and they wrote um, cards to my family, and a lot of them included uh, drawings in them. And I was in a lot of the drawings. I think that they, as kids, were connecting with, with me in that situation. What would it be like to be her? And so there were lots of little stick figure drawings of sort of me <laughs> as a four-year-old. Um, so yeah, I, people still do reach out. Why do you think his story had such an impact in Italy? Well, I think that the one of the reasons the story had a big impact was just that this was something that was rare that happened there. Uh, but I think on a bigger scale, I think that for a lot of us, myself included, you know, we want to be people who are generous, people who are um, thoughtful and uh, who give to others. We want to be people who are forgiving and gracious. And that goes away like the minute that somebody cuts us off in traffic in the morning. <laughs> like these ideals that we have just like go away the minute things get difficult. But what my parents did was they were, they were generous when they had lost everything. 
And my parents will probably say, well, anybody would make this decision. But most people in their position don't. And I think that there's something really optimistic about that, that people want to want to believe in. This year is the 30th anniversary of Nicholas's death. Today, five of the seven recipients of his organs are still alive. Maria Pia Padala, who received Nicholas's liver, is now almost 50 years old. She was in a coma at the time of the liver transplant, so she didn't know anything about Nicholas until she woke up from her transplant surgery. She told us in an email, quote, I thought, we will grow old together. And that's how it went. When she gave birth to her son, she named him Nicholas. Love is created by Lauren Spore and me. Nadia Wilson is our senior producer. Katie Bishop is our supervising producer. Our producers are Susanna Robertson, Jackie Sajiko, Lily Clark, Lena Sillison, and Megan Kinane. Our show is mixed and engineered by Veronica Simonetti. Learn more about the show on our website, thisislovepodcast.com, and sign up for our newsletter at thisislovepodcast.com slash newsletter. You can listen to This Is Love without any ads by signing up for Criminal Plus. You'll also get to listen ad-free to our other shows, Criminal and Phoebe Reads a Mystery. Plus, you'll get bonus episodes and more. To learn more, go to thisiscriminal.com slash plus. We're on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at This Is Love Show. This Is Love is part of the Vox Media Podcast Network. Discover more great shows at podcast.voxmedia.com. I'm Phoebe Judge, and this is Love. Celebrate Earth Month this April by harnessing the power of Mother Nature with Nature's Sunshine's new power line. From power greens with over 200 plant-based nutrients to support gut health and foundational nutrition, to power beets that can improve performance and blood flow. Not to mention Power Meal, which delivers plant-based calories from Whole Foods to help keep you both energized and feeling satisfied throughout the day. This Earth Month, you can enjoy 25% off your first order with code NSP. Just go to naturesunshine.com. That's naturesunshine.com and use code NSP for 25% off your first order. Why do you run? Why does anyone? I always thought that runners loved running. And that's not the case. Most runners hate running, (laughs) but they choose to do it. In the new docuseries, Running Socks, brought to you by Team Milk, Abby Ayers learns why women runners everywhere are driven to go the distance. It really is about taking my power back and proving myself wrong. Team Milk is about fueling women's performance and helping them along their marathon journeys. You can sign up now for the inaugural Every Woman's Marathon taking place in Savannah, Georgia on November 16th, 2024. Learn more and register at everywomansmarathon.com.